This is Scaling an Online Business for Recurring Revenue. What's up, what's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show. Now a proud member of the Entrepreneur Podcast Network. Because your nine to five may make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. And we're actually picking up today's story about halfway through. So I want to summarize the first few years in the business for you to catch up. So Nicole Whitworth started tutoring her fellow nursing students while she was in nursing school. After graduation, people kept reaching out for help. So she started YourNursingTutor.com. She invited people to join a live cohort-based group program, recorded it, which was super smart, and then sold that recorded product as a digital product for years. Then, as can happen in an online business, the site got smacked down by a Google algorithm update. And so this is the story of bringing it back from life support and building your nursing tutor into a full-time online income stream. Nicole, welcome to the Side Hustle Show. Thank you so much, Nick. I'm glad to be here. You bet. So let's go back to that day or maybe the month after you realize, oh, all the traffic is dried up. What happened to all my sales? You're kind of taking stock of what you have. Well, we still have this recorded material. We've got you know years of happy customers. You've got six kids at home. You're trying to deal with the constraints of reality. You've been out of nursing for some time. I don't know if that's relevant. And the traffic is gone. Talk me through some of your first moves here. Well, I will tell you, being out of nursing and home full-time with my kids is definitely relevant in terms of imposter syndrome, for sure. But at the same time, the human body doesn't change. And so when I'm tutoring the academic side of things, you know, I definitely powered through. But yeah, I remember looking at my Google Analytics and they just dried up overnight. And I contacted some professionals right away thinking that something was broken on my site. Yeah, this can't be right. Yeah, hoping it was just my Google Analytics script that was broken and not actually my traffic. One person I trusted took one look at it and they were like, nope, nothing's broken. I think you just got hit with this new Google update. At that point, I was just kind of devastated because I didn't have a whole lot of time to redo it. And the fact that I'd gotten to that point was a lot of luck. (laughs) Anyway, I tried to do a lot of SEO, but I didn't really understand what I was doing back then. So I just moved forward and tried again doing SEO. It wasn't really working. I had a lot of kids, didn't have a lot of time to focus on it, but I knew I wanted to grow it. So we actually just sort of let it lie on and off, trying a few things for a few years, probably about two or three years. And I actually only had five kids that time. So in the middle of that, we had a sixth child. And at that point, though, my husband and I just decided it's time to do something significant because this isn't working. We need to make a significant change if we want to see a significant change in the business. And that's when we decided to prioritize it more as a business shift to a membership model and see what we could do with it from there. What did that look like in practice? I'm going to stop blogging. I'm going to stop trying to drive SEO traffic. I'm going to switch the, I guess, the payment model from a one-off purchase to a membership. So what did you decide to include inside the the membership? I had a pretty decent sized blog at that point. But one of my challenges was I didn't have a lot of time for constant content creation, at least not written form. But I did have a lot of content. I had an email list that was admittedly quite cold, but it was an email list. And then of course I had my course. And so I decided there's three things we need. I started following, I had been following Flip Lifestyles podcast for a while. And so I knew you need three things for a membership. You need content, you need community, you need leadership. Okay. So I had the content. I'm the leader. All I needed to build was a community. So we decided to put those three things together. And I basically just took the content I already had, which was teaching nursing students how to study and be successful in nursing school. I added a weekly live group tutoring session where they could just attend, jump in a Zoom room with me once a week, and I could answer all of their nursing school questions. I didn't have to prep anything. So it wasn't content creation. It was just answering their questions. So it worked really well for my busy life. And then just being available to answer them and providing that mentorship and things like that. And then we just redid our website, redid our sales page, put it out to the world, started emailing our cold email list and putting things out on our cold Facebook page and just saw what happened. So the content was, did you take the written blog content offline and put it in the membership or this was the course that you'd already created? It was the course I already created. We left the blogs up there because it was still generating traffic, even though it wasn't necessarily in alignment with exactly what would drive people into our membership. We figured at least people on the website is better than no people on the website. Okay. And what did you charge for this initial membership launch? 
So when we first started, like I said, there's a lot of imposter syndrome because I'm like, oh, can I still do this? Can I? It had been a long time since I've worked individually with students because I had just had kind of the passive course available for years and years. There was some doubts about is the things that I know to be true about nursing school, are they still true? Have they changed? Do I still know what I'm doing? But I just put it out there and I figure, well, there's only one way to find out what's the worst that can happen. But I definitely undercharged. So I started it out too confusing, basically. So usually when you do an offer, simple is better. But we offered two membership levels. We offered either a $49 a month if you started with a free trial. So you could get a 30-day free trial and that would renew at $49 a month. Or you could jump right in at a discounted rate that was $27 a month. And so most of the people would jump in at $27 a month at the beginning, which was nice. And I remember the very first member, I think we launched it, we started emailing and crickets, of course, for a few days. But I remember the one night as I'm like obsessively checking my stats on my phone, sitting in the den, because everybody does that, you know, check it several times per day. And I just looked and refreshed and there was our first member. And I just jumped up like a lunatic and started dancing in the, in the den. And and my husband's like, what are you doing? But he knows me. Like, he's like, did we get a, get a member? I was like, yes, we do. And get up and dance with oh, me. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And he's a good man. So he did. <laughs> Very good. So I like the ingredients, what you need inside a membership, content, community, and leadership. Check all those boxes. Now I got to go find customers for that. I had this email list from when you were getting more traffic and said, like, even though it had been a while, it's kind of gone cold, gone dormant which I would see as a risk in this space. Like if somebody was in nursing school three, four years ago, they're probably a nurse now. They're not in nursing school anymore. This is going to be super relevant. But did you get that kind of reaction? Or I mean, somebody ended up buying. A lot of times my audience of nursing students just doesn't follow the typical rules for what I hear from my colleagues who have other online businesses. I've learned to kind of trust my gut sometimes with things because they're not always going to respond the way that I might expect, given what I've heard other people works for their audience. One thing I knew for a fact was that there were a percentage of people on my list who were nursing instructors because they were always looking for help for their students. So I was always like, well, if I can get in with them, they can, of course, recommend my stuff to their students if they find it helpful. Another thing is that nursing students are highly, highly anxious. So just think about how high anxiety you are and multiply that by 10. And that's getting closer to how most nursing and pre-nursing students feel (laughs) when they're approaching nursing school, especially because I do tend to work with adult learners. So often it's been a while since they have gone to school. So not only are they nervous about nursing school, they're hearing all the horror stories about nursing school, but they're also like, I don't even think my brain can do this anymore because I'm old. (laughs) And so they have a lot of mindset issues to work through and they're really just looking for someone to hold their hand. So because of this, I find that people do tend to start looking for nursing school resources, even as far as like a year or two before they're actually going to need them. And so people can sit on my list. I just remember like last year, somebody joined and I'm like, how did they find me? Because I was just randomly trying to figure that out. And I looked and she had been on my email list for three years, no joke. And I was just like, oh my goodness, how did she sit on my email list for that long? And then some people fail and they're out of school for a while and then they come back. So it's a whole slew of different situations that I've learned about over the years. What were you charging for the course when it was just pre-recorded on demand? It varied over the years. I think I charged everywhere from probably about $49 might have been the lowest I did all the way up to $200, just testing different price points, just different angles, different ways of presenting it, like dripping it out versus letting them have the whole eight-week course all at once and charging extra for that. So I knew going into the membership that I could charge what felt like a big price, $200 felt like a big price for me at that time. It was nice to have that experience under my belt from the past so that I could just to give me a little boost of confidence as I'm like now charging in the under $50 range per month for the membership. Right. Yeah. It's, I was curious. First, I want to pause and talk about the imposter syndrome and like, who am I to charge $200 for this thing? Right. But <laughs> you pause for a second, think about it in the context of nursing school tuition in terms of your lifetime career earnings as a nurse, like, okay, it's a relatively small price to pay, even at what in your mind is probably a high price point. So I'm pause there and talk about that. But did you get any pushback on, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Now you're going to charge me monthly versus I could have just bought this thing one-time payment before? Not a single person said anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Nobody did, even though they could have gotten it. Now, I was, of course, offering additional stuff. They weren't able ever to get live access to me when I sold it as a course, but they could with the membership. But nobody has ever bothered me about that. And even now we have the product offerings that we have now, we've expanded just a little bit to, we have the membership, that's our main thing, but we also have two standalone courses that are kind of introductory offers for people who either can't afford the membership right now, or they're just kind of want to get a taste and see if I'm worth it. <laughs> if, oh, okay. what I'm, so those are on a perpetual sale of $49 um, one-time fee. And well, I find that a lot of people will, you know, buy the course and then later go on to buy the membership. And the course is literally just a piece, a small piece lifted out of the membership. And a lot of people just don't seem to mind to just upgrade and buy the membership. If somebody is like, hey, I bought this course, but I really meant to get the membership or now I realize I want the membership. But could I get a refund and buy in order to prevent refunds? Now we just, if they ask, we just give them a coupon code so that they can apply the cost of their course per purchase to their first month of membership. And that seems to be working pretty well for us as a funnel. So we're actually going to, one of the things we're going to be doing upcoming is we're going to try to systematize that and automate it a little bit more so that everybody who buys the course, we make sure that they get offered that on autopilot and see if we can pick up some more longer term memberships that way. Gotcha. Okay. Hey, let's, you already bought this thing. Why don't you apply it to your membership? You save a couple months or a month or two or something, and then switch them from a one-time purchase to a recurring purchase. Exactly. Yep. Okay. So you send this out to the somewhat cold audience and you got at least one, like how many takers did you get on this initial relaunch or I guess repositioning? So we kind of did it as like a founding member sale for about the first month. And in that month, we got about 10 or 12 members, which I was thrilled with. It's this mindset thing. The biggest difficulty, the biggest challenge with entrepreneurship is mindset. And that just hits home for me every single day, more and more, the longer I do this. So because of that, the mindset shift was just kind of like, yes, it's 10 or 12 members in a month. That's fantastic, but we're not growing fast enough. <laughs> so there's this constant balance in my head between the idea that it's not enough, it's not doing well enough, I should just give up versus this is really fantastic. Not everybody has the benefit of getting 10 to 12 members in their very first month. But we did that. And then we're just kind of what's next now? Because that was mostly a launch to people I was already connect with. And I knew that if we wanted to continue growing and if we wanted to continue growing faster or had a chance to grow faster, we were going to need to get out to new audiences. And then that's always the challenge. I think that's the hardest part of online business is growing your audience from scratch. Once you have an audience, it's a little bit easier and more fun because then you can test things faster. But finding people where you don't have people... <laughs> That's going to be like that. You throw your hands up and you're like, okay, what next? Yeah, I've got this great offer, but I can't figure out how to get in front of the people who would most benefit from it. And yeah, I'm with you. The, okay, I got 10 or 12 members. On the one side, 250 bucks minus software fees and all this other stuff. Yeah. Like, okay, it's not necessarily <laughs> lifestyle changing, but it is in the sense that, hey, I got random people on the internet to pay me money. Like, exactly. And signed up for my thing. And that is like super, super empowering. So what happens after that, as you know, you mentioned, I got to go out and find other nursing students. So how do you go about doing that? At that point, I was still involved with Flip Lifestyle and they offered a roundtable coaching program, a group coaching program. And so I talked to my husband about it and I'm like, I think we need to do this. They specialize in online memberships. We just need to use some of our nest egg. And with all the mad profits we're getting from our 10 members, <laughs> we need to. <laughs> but we knew that if we wanted to grow faster, we needed to get some of our own guidance and leadership and from somebody who had been there and, and learned from somebody else's mistakes and knowledge. So we did that. We took the leap, which was a little bit scary, but it was worth every penny because in the six months that we were working it, with that program, we grew to 100 members. And the way we did that, it was a lot of throwing mud at the wall. <laughs> like I, okay. I worked a lot, but then you see what sticks and you do more of it. So the big strategies that worked for us, I would say, was on Facebook. I started out on Facebook doing some webinars. I started a podcast. Those are probably like the three main things that I started with for that first year. Specifically on Facebook, what, what were you doing? I started with Facebook just because that was where I was comfortable. That was pretty much the only social media channel that I personally used at that point. So of course, I was very familiar with it. I had created private groups 
just for fun over the years with like my friends and things like that. I had done Facebook lives just in my role as a mom to other moms, like teaching things that I was interested in. And I'm a little bit of a crunchy mom on the side. So (laughs) we would do things like that. So I was pretty familiar and comfortable on video, even live video. So I decided to just kind of take that skill that I had developed by accident and apply that to Facebook. So I started doing like regular Facebook posts on my business page. I created a Facebook group. And one tip that I got in that coaching program that probably alone might have paid for for the coaching program was to keep the title of my Facebook group, Clear Not Clever. The reason, because we were all set We had named our podcast Navigating Nursing School because my husband likes alliteration, okay? So I was like, okay, that sounds cool. Let's name our Facebook group that just for the continuity of it all being the same. And I was advised, no, don't do that because nobody knows what Navigating Nursing School is. Like, they don't know if this group is for them or not. They were like, call it Nursing Students in Nursing School. And I'm like, are you kidding? That is the dumbest name ever. (laughs) (laughs) But... That's what people are searching for. Yeah, but it's got, yeah, it's got both nursing students and nursing school like in the title Absolutely. of the thing. Okay. Absolutely. So we did nursing students in nursing school help and support from your nursing tutor, something like along those lines. Oh, okay. Okay. So we had like all these keywords in there of what my target audience was really looking for. And of course, when they request to join the group, we asked them for their email address and most of the people would give it to us. So we were able to start growing our email list using the Facebook group organically without having to pay for ads or anything. And so that was a really nice boost back then. So that was one thing that helped. Another thing that really helped was I started, I knew obviously that nursing students are very active on Facebook. So I did a lot of market research on Facebook and I started searching for other Facebook groups to see which ones were active, what students were asking, things like that. And so like I would find there was nursing groups for nursing students over 30, nursing students over 40. There was a huge nursing student group, just like general (laughs) nursing student things. So I would get in those and I would be very careful about respecting their rules because it's probably, I don't know if it's like this in every area, but in the nursing world, in the nursing student world, they will kick you out of a group so quick (laughs) if they think you are trying to sell anything or not being helpful just for the purpose of being helpful. So I would be very respectful of their rules. I would contact the owner of the group personally via messenger, just tell them a little bit about who I was and ask them if it was okay if I shared my free resources, if I had something that would be relevant when somebody asked. Like if somebody said they were having difficulty with dosage calculations, could I give them my dosage calculation freebie link? Would that be okay? Okay. Which was an email opt-in for you. Which was an email opt-in. Okay. You got okay. it. Yep, absolutely. And for the most part, they were all like, yeah, sure, that's fine. We just don't want you to be spammy. And I'm like, that's cool. I'm not going to be spammy. I'm just going to like organically respond to people. Now that took a lot of my time. (laughs) It really did. Yeah, I can imagine like searching for one-off questions related to some piece of content that you have. It did. It did. But I did it because at that time, like, especially in the early days of growing your business, they always say you're either going to pay with time or money. We didn't have the money. And I'm not sure I had the time either, but my husband and I figured it out. So there was another group when I asked her that, she said she actually had an advertising package available. And the advertising package she had was not really what I was looking for. So I just pitched something to her. I said, hey, could I pay you $100 a month to have permission to share my free resources with people as appropriate to their questions in your group? And not only that, but any links that I share, I'll make an affiliate link for you. So any link I share in your group will automatically have your affiliate link. So if anybody purchases my program, I will give you an affiliate commission on the back end as well. So that was the offer I gave her. And she was like, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Just had a few guidelines for me, which I was happy to follow. And I did that for almost a year. And we developed a really nice relationship got a lot more email leads that way, got a lot of purchases that way. But again, it took a lot of time because I did have to kind of pour through (laughs) all the posts a couple times a day usually in order to find relevant posts to do links for. But that was a great way to get started. I don't do that anymore. I don't have to do that anymore, but that was good in the beginning. I think that's great to, instead of come in and just like automatically start posting your stuff, like trying to build a relationship and like gain some buy-in and permission from the group moderators, like 
I feel like a lot of people in the side isolation Facebook group could probably benefit from a similar tactic where we don't know you from the next guy. You coming in, posting all your stuff like, whoa, 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 time out. Who are you? What's this all about? It's like, oh, okay, this is your game. Like, this is why it's beneficial for everybody. I think that makes a lot of sense. That actually leads into the third thing I did, which was I was realizing that the networking was really helping. So since I also was starting a podcast, somebody had recommended this strategy to me for my podcast episode to reach out to like 20 different leaders who also have nursing student following and ask them if they would like to offer a two-minute tip for nursing students to be featured on my podcast. What I did is, because of course, I just started my podcast. So it's like this no-name little podcast. doesn't have a ton of subscribers yet. And I'm not going to be reaching out to like these any huge podcasts, but that's okay because I'm a pretty niche area. So I started reaching out to these Facebook group owners that I'd already contacted. They already saw that I was respectful of their rules. And when I reached out to them and I asked them this, a lot of them were like honored and excited to share. And especially nursing is a very helping profession. So a lot of them really do want to give back and help the other nursing students and help behind them. I got about, I think I got a dozen people to agree to do this. And so they recorded like a little two minute tip. And then I built like a 20 to 30 minute podcast episode featuring their tip and then giving my commentary on it. And then once I published it, of course, I shared it back with them so that they could share it with their audience. And it was just a really nice way to not only build relationships, but to position them as an authority, which makes them look good. And it positions me as an authority because now I'm featuring them and commenting on their tips. And of course, they were all good tips, clearly. So like adding anything additional. And it's been a really nice freebie even that I can add because now I have this little series of nursing school tips on my podcast that I can refer people back to all the time as well. And doing this even got me the opportunity to meet with one of the Facebook group owners in person because it turned out that she sometimes works in my area. So we got to go out and have lunch and just kind of talk about it. So it really did help with building those kinds of relationships too. Yeah, I love doing these. I mean, the Roundup episodes for the Side Hustle Show are a ton of fun to put together. It's an excuse to feature members of the community and they always perform really well because like everybody kind of bands together to share this out and it's some level of excitement. I was featured on this show and imagine the same thing for your guests or the people who submitted a clip or a snippet for you there. I think that's a really cool way to go about it. What else was going on on the podcast front? Was this you orating nursing studying tips or like this interview base, like what's going on on the podcast? I didn't really know what I wanted to do on the podcast back then. So I was kind of back and forth because sometimes I sort of had this, what turned out to be a false notion that I had to do teaching. Like I had to do some nursing content teaching in order for people to listen to me because that's a lot of what other nursing nursing school podcasts we're doing. And if I'm going to do that, though, that requires a lot more prep work for me, because obviously, as a nursing tutor, I want to make sure the things I'm teaching are accurate. (laughs) I don't want to make an accidental mistake when it comes to content. But I didn't really want to spend that much time prepping my podcast episodes. So I think it's been about a year and a half or two years since I've updated my podcast, we did decide to just kind of like, let it go for new episodes. But because my time was better spent growing in other ways. But it was really a good opportunity for me to help develop my voice in terms of what I wanted to say and how I wanted to say it and saying it over and over and over again in different ways, which was nice. And that was also another thing that helped me with that developing my voice was the webinars. So during the six months where we were growing to 100 members, that was another thing that was definitely key to our growth was I did a webinar every single week for 12 weeks. And it was the same webinar, but I would update it and tweak it a little bit as I went and kind of got feedback from students. And I would drive traffic to it from the Facebook groups that I was commenting in. It wasn't big each week. Like I would have anywhere from one to a dozen people attending live. Oh, okay. So it wasn't a lot. But I could usually always get at least one to three members from those people that attended. Because, of course, I pitched my offer at the end as well. <laughs> okay, so you're doing those every week, just trying to build that, you know, putting those reps, build that confidence in speaking and, and delivering this material and then delivering the pitch at the end and then seeing some positive results from that. Yeah, and there is definitely something about just taking a deep breath and selling your stuff live because it builds a muscle inside of you. <laughs> I think that we often 
I'll tell you this. When I was in nursing school, one of my mentors was my psych nursing instructor. And she told me something I'll never forget. She said that one of the problems with the nursing profession is that nurses are tend to be such helpers that they have a problem looking at somebody and saying, hi, I am a nurse and this is how much I charge. Because they feel like they should do it for free because we're helpers. But what we do is valuable and we need to be compensated for it. And no matter what part of nursing you do, even though she was not an entrepreneur, her advice has stuck with me, even as an entrepreneur, a nurse entrepreneur. I always think of her voice and hear her voice when I get to the pitch or when I'm like now the current offering that we have, we sell a lifetime membership for a thousand dollars. And if I am talking to somebody one-on-one and I have to say that price the first couple times, you kind of get that stabbing in your heart. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm about to ask somebody to give me a thousand dollars. Yeah. But you fake it till you make it. And you're like, no, you know what? What I offer is worth it. Yeah. And to state it with confidence and instead of being like, it's a thousand bucks. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's exactly. I say it's a thousand dollars and you're going to be so glad you have this accessible to you when you are in nursing school and you realize that you're not sure how to understand the content that's on your next exam. You're not going to want to go around finding a tutor to help you at that point when your test is coming up. You want somebody that can help you now or who's been helping you to prevent problems. So you learn, it does get easier with time for sure, because you see more and more results of the people I've worked with and the the testimonials that I get. It's definitely encouraging to hear all that. Yeah, no, this is super helpful. So the podcast, the Facebook groups, and not just your own, obviously, I think yeah, it's helpful other to have your own, but other groups as well. And then these weekly webinars, inviting people from the Facebook group, inviting people from the email list. Hey, we're doing our weekly session on whatever the topic is. Come in and join. The water's warm. And important to note, hey, if we got 10 people to show up, that's fantastic. That's 10 people who are going to hear this message and a percentage of those are going to find value in the offer and go ahead and buy it, like stacking up these incremental wins because you have to look at it. It's like, well, I didn't just make this one $27 sale or, you know, this low ticket (laughs) first month, like hopefully the person sticks around for a year and that ends up being a pretty significant sale. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I show up the same if there's only one person on the webinar than if there was 12. And I feel like that just helps my energy and gets me the reps in. More with Nicole in just a moment, including how she's building a stronger relationship with her target market and driving free organic sales, all with short TikTok videos. But first, let me ask you if this sounds familiar. You're trying to start and grow your business, and you're juggling a dozen different tasks. Yes, you are the CEO, which is awesome, but you're also the sales manager, the marketing director, the accounting department, IT, customer support, and maybe even the janitor. And that's okay. That's totally fine. Everybody starts out this way, wearing all the hats. But somewhere along the way, your marketing starts to work. The word of mouth engine starts to spin. You start to get booked up. And if you don't have an organized system for managing appointments, payments, and paperwork, It's easy to get overwhelmed fast. That's why I'm excited to partner with our brand new sponsor, Practice, for this episode. Practice is the all-in-one CRM tool designed exclusively for client-based businesses like yours. I'm talking coaches, consultants, freelancers, photographers, tutors, dog trainers. If you serve clients in person or online, Practice is your one-stop business management system. In fact, my brother's a tutor and my wife's side hustle is photography, so I'm recommending that they both check out Practice to streamline their workflows. I just got a comprehensive demo of Practice and saw their beautiful, customizable appointment scheduler, payments and invoicing, a place to store contracts and important files, and a client management portal where you can see and communicate with all your customers in one place. Do more of what pays the bills and what lights you up and less admin back and forth. I want to invite Side Hustle Show listeners to start a free trial today at practice.do. That's practice.do. And when you love it, and I'm confident you will, use promo code SIDEHUSTLE to get 50% off your first three months. Once again, start your free trial at practice.do. And big thanks to Practice for sponsoring the show. Did you know that roughly half of Side Hustle Nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. 
Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like LLC formation, licenses and permits, getting an EIN, setting up your business bank account, bookkeeping and invoicing, insurance, logos, trademark protection, and a lot more. Taylor Brands helps you handle it all seamlessly. And to get you started, Side Hustle Show listeners get 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans when you use our link. That's taylorbrands.com slash side hustle. Taylor Brands, like a tailor for your clothes, T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A. ANDS.com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. We've talked about Facebook. I did that for about a year, year and a half, but honestly, I was getting tired of it <laughs> because it was pretty intensive. It was tedious to go through all the groups and find posts to do. And I was tired of doing a webinar every week. Like we wanted to evergreen it as much as we could to get my time back. And I had been looking at TikTok for a few months. And just kind of getting a feel for it and wondering, can I do that? And that's also when Facebook Reels were just starting and they had like bonus programs and stuff. And I was like, oh, well, maybe I could do Facebook Reels because I'm already on Facebook. I thought, you know, if I'm going to do Reels, it's the same format as TikTok. Maybe I'll just throw some things up on TikTok and see what happens. I bought a $27 guide to getting started on TikTok by a creator called Brianna Puente. And I just followed it step by step. Whatever she said in that document, I did it. and was consistent and started putting up content. And I would say in just, gosh, probably within two weeks, I had hit a thousand followers. And in less than a month, I was up in the office working and my husband hollers up at me one day. He's like, Nicole, Nicole, I think that like somebody must've shared your link or something. I was like, why do you think that? He's like, just to give you some context, we usually only got like, even with the Facebook group, only about like maybe 10 to 12 new email leads per day. And he's like, we have 300 new emails today. Yeah, I see this huge abnormal spike on the thing. You're like, what is going on? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? But I knew what it was. I didn't tell my husband I started posting on TikTok oh. because, <laughs> because he thought I was already too busy doing all these other things. And he's like, you don't need to add one more thing to your plate. And I'm like, okay. But I just didn't tell him. And I started doing it anyway because I wanted to. And it seemed like it was fun. And it was fun. And I really, really enjoy TikTok. So I started doing TikTok. And I just find it's a really great platform. There's still so much opportunity for organic reach. We've been doing it for over a year now, and it's by far our number one source of traffic. And it's quality traffic. Like it's people who are nursing students and who are wanting to work with me, a percentage of them. Yeah, because you got to have to imagine the algorithm is only showing your stuff to people it believes are also nursing students. It's a niche audience. It's not probably going to go crazy viral, but like keep a sense of, what led to 300 email subscribers in a day? What type of viewership? I think it was started getting over 100,000 views. Wow. And that particular video, which was my first, I call it going mini viral. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because, like I said, in my niche, I don't expect to get a million views on anything. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to get to a million followers or anything like that. I think I'm somewhere probably around 70, in the upper 70,000s right now for how many followers I have, which to me, I'm still kind of like floored that I'm like, wow, I think that makes me an influencer. <laughs> But yeah, so that feels kind of strange. But I use that stat to show off to my kids as friends, though. Just by the way, it's like a bragging stat. I'm like, hey, I've got over 70,000 followers on TikTok. And they're like, you do? Yeah. And then I automatically go up like a couple Your steps. Your street cred goes up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so that's always fun to tell them. So what kind of stuff are you posting over there? I think the reason I took off relatively easy on TikTok was because I did all the reps that I've told you about. I did the Facebook sure, lives, sure. I did the webinars and things. I knew how to create hook, content, call to action. <laughs> That's like the simplest formula that I always stick to in all of my videos and just do plug and play with those three steps. But I basically just talk about how to be successful in nursing school. I'm always going to be encouraging. That's just part of my brand. I don't want to scare people. There's enough people out there. That's one of the way I differentiate. There's enough people out there scaring nursing students. They're already scared. They don't need to be more scared. They want somebody who's going to make them feel better, make them feel less scared. So I'm always encouraging. I speak to their pain points. Turns out that my fears when we launched the membership and I got back working more individually with people was not necessary because 
the problems that I had when I was in nursing school are still like, for better or worse, still exactly the same problems that nursing students have nowadays. So I know their pain points. And so I talk about their pain points and I talk about how to solve them. And just like at the end of a webinar, the answer to every question, to put it kind of bluntly, is buy my stuff. I don't put it that bluntly in the videos. But best way that I can help them is if they work with me. I want to help them. It would be doing a disservice to them if I didn't encourage them to at least check out the options to work with me. And TikTok is nice too because because it's video. I think everybody knows nowadays that video, you get to know somebody and trust them and like them so much better when you can see a lot of videos about them. They feel like they know you. Another weird sensation for me is that since I've grown on TikTok, I will have members who join now. And the first time they come to one of our live group tutoring sessions, they're like fangirling me. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I'm actually talking to you on Zoom. I'm like, I can't believe that you feel that way about me, but that's really cool. <laughs> You're like, I'm, I'm here every week. This is what we do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just a mom with six kids who loves teaching. So that's definitely been interesting. I talk about the same things over and over again, just in slightly different ways and different variations. It doesn't feel old. It seems like it would when you're doing content creation and planning your content. But when you're just trying to be real, you're just trying to help people, you're just getting out there and helping people feel heard by describing their experience. Like I would say that's one of the biggest ways I connect with my audience is because I do know exactly how they feel. I know them very well, even though I've never met them <laughs> individually, right? I know them as a whole. I know how they feel crazy because they are doing all of the things to study. They are taking all of the advice. They're doing everything their instructor says, but they're still not doing well on exams and they don't know what else to do. And so now they're starting to think maybe they are just not cut out to be a nurse. And I can say, I can jump in and I can be like, I can describe their experience. So they're like, yeah, that's exactly me. And then I can reassure them. I'm like, it's not that you're not cut out to be a nurse. It's that this is the problem and this is the solution. And I can help you with that solution. And then I invite them to follow me on TikTok or check out my links to work with me or something along those lines. So that's typical, like, hey, follow along for more tips or check out the Linktree bio for join our upcoming webinar or join the email. Like what's typical uh, visitor or viewer flow? If somebody is just interested in beginning a TikTok account, I would recommend that the only call to action you do is to follow me either follow or leave a comment to get some engagement and start building your community on TikTok. But once you get above that thousand follower mark, then you can start switching it up. I will do a mix of follow for more nursing school tips. I will do a mix of leave a comment, tell me if you've ever experienced this before, or I'd say, hey, if you want to learn more about how I can help you study better, go to the link in my bio for options on how to work with me or something along those lines. Because I figure even if people follow me, the TikTok algorithm is really good. When I'm putting out consistent content, then I will consistently show up on their For You page, on their feed. And then another strategy that I like to use on TikTok is their TikTok Lives. Right now, I'm going live about twice a week. I don't always do that, but we're trying to grow some more this summer. I'm showing up twice a week on TikTok Live. And like what Facebook lives used to do. This pushes it out to brand new people who've never seen me. So if people are seeing me, or if I can get them just to follow me, then they're probably going to see me when I'm on TikTok live. And now not only have they watched my videos, they're familiar with me, they're warmed up, but now they kind of get to talk to me, at least through comments on their side. And they can hear me, they can really get an even better sense for my teaching style, for my personality, for how, hey, I'm not going to make you feel dumb no matter what question you ask in nursing school. I am 100% here to support you. And I really can help you. And this is why. And do you feel a pressure to, I got to post three times a day, I got to keep coming up with new yeah. Or you like you said, new ways to say the same stuff. Like that seems right. like a almost daunting creative exercise. Right. It does. And in some seasons, I'll be honest, some seasons it does feel daunting to me. But what I found that works. So when I first started, I posted twice per day just to get things rolling. Now in this season, like we're growing pretty regularly. My goal is just to post daily. So I only post once per day. And I've gotten my 
routine for like how to do it pretty down right now. So I batch my content. I will have like a little research session where I figure out I might pick like 14 different topics that I want to do a video on. I'll choose the hook I'm going to use to make sure because most people, if they're going to scroll away from your video, it's within the first three seconds. So I want to make sure through what I'm saying and what I have on screen text that the right people know that this video is for them so that they're going to be more likely to watch it through. And so I just take a few notes so that I know. And a lot of times what I'll do is as I have ideas throughout the month, I have a spreadsheet that I just jot them down in. So what will happen is I might have, after one of my group tutoring sessions, I might think, oh, those that student asked a really good question. I bet I could do a good TikTok video about that. And then I'll jot that oh, down. okay, so that okay, yeah. Yeah. So when it's fresh, because you know, the best content comes directly from our audience, right? And if they're already my paying audience, then I know that other people who have that same question might also be likely to benefit from my paid programs. So I can put that out that way. And then when I go to sit down to actually do my recordings, it's not as daunting because I have my plan all there. I have the ideas. I just have to sit down and record them. I use a combination. Well, nowadays I'm just, I'm mostly using CapCut, which is a free software made by the same people who do TikTok. It works very similar to, to TikTok, but they have cloud storage so I can record it on my phone and then I upload it to the cloud storage. I used to edit my videos. I don't like editing videos. <laughs> so now I, my husband, I let him know whenever I have a batch of videos ready and then we have streamlined. I tell him what titles go on it and, and we kind of have a, a templated format for how I generally like to, my videos to be edited. And then he'll go through and edit them for me, re-upload them to the cloud, and then I can just download them onto my phone and upload them to TikTok, which I know sounds like a lot, but it's actually not that much. So now I can get a TikTok video recorded in 20 minutes or less. And I can do that. So if I do 14 of them, usually I'll record like five or six TikTok videos in a day. Yeah, try and batch them together. Yeah. Yeah. If I do more than that, I tend to go brain dead just because I like get distracted, but I have the ideas there. So if I run out, I can always like quick go up and, and film a new one and then just keep adding ideas on a rolling basis. Yeah. Again, I encourage you to check out Nicole on TikTok. It's your nursing tutor. Again, 77,000 followers over there. Most of them recorded in the same office. I recognize the background there. And I'm just scrolling through 43,000 views for easiest dosage calc method, 10,000 views on this other one, 34,000 for pharmacology study tip. It's like, I never would have expected somebody to, you know, but hey, if I'm studying pharmacology and nursing school, like, yeah, that's going to be super valuable for me. And it's like you said, a hook, content, and then call to action. It was one of them that had like 90,000 views so to find, find mm-hmm. that one again. Yeah. yeah. 660,000, too much textbook read. Oh, it's a great hook, right? Oh, yeah. Please do not read your textbook in nursing school. Whoa, 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 whoa. I like, I thought I was supposed to read this thing. Yeah, of course people are watching this thing. Absolutely. Yeah. That's one of my most successful like mini viral video this summer was that one in particular. So of course, guess what kind of a video I recorded this last time I batched them. It was another, you shouldn't read your textbook in nursing school, but I just hit it from a different angle. I used a different hook, talk about it just slightly differently, but it's the same content. And then I'm going to do another call to action at the end. So on the check out the link in bio, find out different ways to work with me which links to a Linktree page. And at this point, at the time of this recording, it's uh, you know Christmas in July sale, a lifetime you know special deal on lifetime access. I talked to our team to learn how we can help. Discounts on, looks like a couple of those mini intro courses or standalone courses, and then to the podcast. And so is there, it looks like almost linking directly to products because we've built up this relationship, we've built up this trust versus join the email list or like some call to action, like, you know, get this freebie. And if I'm interpreting correctly, it's like almost, and people are entering lower in the funnel versus higher up and you're going to try and warm them up through email. Okay. So you remember how I said that my audience is weird. (laughs) (laughs) We used to do freebies and we found that there's a lot of nursing students who are just, I call them resource hoarders because of this high anxiety, they tend to just collect, 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 but they don't always take action on it. So what we would find is that we were never really, no matter what we did, we never felt like we had a lot of success converting people on our email list to paid 
members. And it was really, really frustrating, especially that six months while we were growing. It was mostly like new growth, not people from our email list growth. And it still shocks me how many people will never be on our email list and just show up as a, like pay me a thousand dollars for lifetime membership. We just started doing the lifetime membership the last few months. So we only had a handful, but a noticeable percentage of them <laughs> are coming in. Never talk yeah, completely, yeah, completely cold. Or not cold because they have this relationship with you through these videos, but yeah, probably on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I've always found. Even before we had the membership, people would just come and I didn't know how they found me. They just were like, and I think it's partly because they have this very strong internal sense of motivation because they're afraid of failing. They have a timeline. They have a test coming up, whatever it is. And so that's one thing I think that's unique about my market versus maybe somebody else who's looking for business coaching. Like, yeah, maybe they could do it today. Maybe they could do it next month. Like, eh, it's just kind of like a judgment call. But with nursing students, they're like, nope, I need it now. <laughs> like, I feel desperate. They feel desperate. So basically with that, they're just kind of jumping in that way. But with our email list, they didn't always convert at the high rate that we thought they should. So we actually stopped doing freebies to get on our list. I think it might have been in January, I think, when we converted. We actually took one of my freebies on dosage calculations and turned it into a paid course. So when you were asking earlier about like, did people complain about, oh, you used to sell this as a course and now it's a membership, whatever. I kind of had that fear when we converted my freebie to something paid that people would be like, hey, you used to offer this for free. What's the deal? But that's how good it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it solves the pain point yeah. <laughs> that nursing students have. I would imagine it more the other way. Like if you took a paid product and then made it free and the people who paid were like, whoa, whoa, whoa I, people are just giving it away. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it did take a while. Like I still will occasionally get somebody who says, hey, you have this video that you said you give this away for free, but I don't see it for free. And then I have to tell them sorry, it's not for free anymore. This is an old video. And then I just hide that video on TikTok once they've identified it for me. And it hasn't been a big deal. It hasn't been a big deal. But now people can still get on our list without buying something because we started running TikTok ads a few months ago. And so right now, the only way to get on our email list is if you come in through a TikTok ad or if you've bought one of our products. The Christmas in July sale that we're doing right now is actually a little bit of a test on our product offerings because, like I said, oh gosh, we change too many things at once. That's one thing we do too. And so we've made a lot of changes this summer, adding the lifetime membership option at the higher price point. And we had a payment plan, but then we were also still offering a monthly option. We increased our prices again. So they're current, we've increased our prices at least three times since that original $27 launch. And we're currently charging $97 a month. I don't anticipate us going higher than that. I think that would be a little too far out of our market for what nursing students you know, generally are able to handle. But I'm really comfortable with that, especially for what we, we provide because they can't get live tutoring support for anything close to that if they're doing it one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. And you may find, and that's the reason you test these things, you may find a number of buyers goes down, but the overall revenue goes up. Or you might find the perceived value is higher. And so the, the raw number of buyers goes up. You just, you never know until you test that stuff. Actually, that's exactly what we've found so far this summer is that our number of members has decreased, but our recurring revenue has increased. That makes it, although it's a little scarier to have like less of a wide base of members. It's also nicer because it allows me to get to know people a little bit better, provide that deeper level of support. I can offer more of myself to the individual members in the live group tutoring session because there's fewer people doing that. But one of the things we're testing with this Christmas in July sale too is, here we go. To me, this is a shocking stat. So our churn rate for our membership is 30%, which is huge from what I hear from my friends who have online memberships, like Stephen, who was on your podcast. I think he said it was like 10 or 12. I don't remember what he yeah. said. Yeah. His is 10 to 15. Okay. Which he said was high. Yeah. And he said that was high. I know. And when I was listening to his episode, I was just laughing because I'm like, Stephen, you know, mine is like double years. <laughs> <laughs> so every month, if you have 10 members, three of them are going to drop off. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we have been long trying to find ways to solve that hole in the back end of our membership, because if we could fix that and drop that down just in half, 
that is going to dramatically increase yeah. our monthly revenue, just that alone. Well, it just relieves the pressure of having to refill that 30% every month. And I got to do 40, 50% if I want to grow. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And there's a lot of reasons why sometimes people graduate. Like, I mean, ours is a time-limited membership. Right? Yeah, it's like because selling a product for pregnant women. It's like, hey, at a certain right. point, you're not going to need this anymore. You're not going to need it. Let's hope. Yeah. Or maybe they're on summer break and they just want to cancel for the summer or something like that. So what we're doing is we are offering for the first time, we're saying you can get lifetime membership for the monthly membership price. So you don't have to pay all this big pay in full cash out of pocket right now, but you can just pay the regular $97 per month that you would be paying anyway, if you wanted to join. But all you have to do is make 12 payments and then we're not going to charge you anymore, but you can keep access for as long as you need it. We're going to give you lifetime membership with a 12 month payment plan. What I'm hoping time will tell, but what we're hoping is that that's going to reduce the cancellations because even if they're, oh, it's December, December's our worst month ever. It's horrible. (laughs) They're like, even though it's December and I want to cancel, if I cancel, then I've already paid for five months towards this lifetime. So I'm going to have to start from scratch if I just cancel Uh, for a month starting in January. So we're hoping that that's going to improve retention that way. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Trying to figure out how to, how to stop that leaky bucket in a way. Yeah. And one thing I don't want to do, because, you know, I've considered doing like the fitness memberships do and be like, okay, you have an upfront fee to join. Mm, plus a Yeah. Yeah. Like you join the country club or something. Yeah. Yeah. But it just feels gimmicky to me. I don't like doing that to my members. I just don't feel like that's a good customer experience for my business. So hopefully this will do the trick. We shall see. Well, cool. Are you comfortable sharing where you're at now in terms of the number of members that are, yeah. that are in this thing? Yeah, sure. And I'll give you the roller coaster too. So when we, let's see, in the first year of business, like I said, we got up to about 100 and then we kind of s- stayed there. It was kind of stagnant. It was kind of hard. And then we hit December and we lose a lot in December. Like Nobody said, wants to um, study in December, huh? Nobody wants to study in December. Absolutely I, I get not. that. And yeah, we went from like 100 members down to like probably 70 or 8 members that first year. And then we were able to build it back up to around 100 members. And then we hit TikTok. I started my TikTok. And when we had that, my first mini viral video, and we got our email list exploded, then we were able to grow through the end of that year up to like around 150 to 160 members. Dipped a little bit in December. We played with our offers some more. We got up to almost 200 members. And then December hit again, and we dropped back down down to around 150. And then it was just kind of, eh, just kind of there and going down. And now that we've gone up to the $97 price point, we've dipped down because I've had a lot of people who've been with me for quite a long time at those very much smaller price points, like the $27 to $47 price points. And those people are graduating now and no longer need the membership. So a lot of them are leaving. Now we're actually down to about 90 members again, which is where we were at the beginning. But like I said, our revenue though is up because our price point is up. So I like that. (laughs) I like being able to work better with the people. And then, like I said, if we can fix this churn, then that's going to start increasing our membership again. And now next steps for us, we've been doing TikTok ads and we're also looking to branch out onto Instagram and Pinterest now. So we're hoping that by diversifying our lead sources, not only is that going to give us a little more security, because I have to admit that I feel, I do feel a little nervous, like that most of our leads come from TikTok. Because if my account for some strange reason got banned overnight, it's like that TikTok. It's like that Google algorithm problem I had. Right, right. Yeah, you rely <laughs> on one algorithm change away from. It's fragile in that sense, but if you've done it on this platform, you can do it on another similar short form video platform. It's not the only place where nursing students are hanging out. Exactly, exactly. So that's kind of what's next for us in terms of social media and marketing, and then hopefully, like I would love to get back up to two hundred members by the end of this year at the price point we're at now, yeah, which would be fantastic. That would be great. I should say the 90 members, that's 90 monthly recurring members. That doesn't include the, the people who are joining at the lifetime membership too. Oh yeah, yeah. Those are nice when they come through at a thousand bucks a piece. <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. 
The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you, whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. I had a note here to ask about email funnels, which you kind of already answered. Like we've kind of shortcut this whole system. Like let's simplify, I'm going to drive people directly to the offers. I think in certain niches, like, hey, test it out. I think that's great. I did want to ask about the tools and tech that are helping run the membership and just run other elements of your business. You think you mentioned one called CapCut for editing, which was new to me. Anything else on the tools tech side that you swear by? Well, we use Kajabi for our website. We also have a WordPress site because my website predated Kajabi. (laughs) So, But the membership side of things is all run on Kajabi, which is really nice because it just makes it super simple to do that without having to do extra plugins and things like that. And so we've actually made our WordPress site is just simple. It's almost like a calling card now, although the blog is still there, but you can't find it unless you find it in a Google search. Yeah, I was going to ask because I was like, I don't see it linked anywhere from your nursingtutor.com. It's all just, hey, come on in, give me some money. I keep wondering if I should change that, but I'm like, you know what, what we're doing, it seems to be working. So I'm just going to leave it that way. One tool that I really do like is called Repurpose. I think it's repurpose.io, if I remember correctly. And it basically puts my content repurposing on autopilot. So since TikTok is my primary channel, and that's what I'm specifically creating my videos for, Repurpose will automatically, every time I post to TikTok, it republishes it on whatever channels, whatever other channels I want. So we have it set up to post, I think, to my Facebook business page and to my YouTube channel, which I've never had a like a targeted YouTube strategy. When I was doing my podcasts, I would uh, do videos with my podcasts and often post that up on YouTube just to get some, just to have a presence there. So now it's posting the TikTok videos as the short form YouTube. And even with not having a real strategy, it's growing in a very small audience there. But someday I imagine I will focus more on YouTube when that becomes my next step. And it's always easier to build off of something that when you already have a little bit to work with. So I'm looking forward to that. And that makes it easier. It also will automatically repurpose also automatically saves my TikTok videos. I have it set up to save to my Google Drive. And it strips out the TikTok logo that will happen if you just download it directly from the TikTok app. Right. So you download that directly and you post that on Instagram, it's getting buried in the algorithm. I don't want to see that TikTok watermark. (laughs) Exactly. But this way, I'm building up a library of videos that I can reuse later if I need to and when I want to. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that stuff. This has been awesome. I'm taking a ton of notes, as I always do. I'm curious. By the end of the year, hopefully we can get back up to that 200 member mark. Anything else on the horizon? What's got you excited these days? I think that the biggest things that I'm excited about right now are 
the Instagram and Pinterest. I love learning new things and implementing new marketing strategies. And although it's a little bit daunting, like I've stayed away from Instagram for a reason. <laughs> it's because, like, I'm not sure I understand the platform, but you pick up a course and I just do what it says. And that's what I'm doing. I bought a course literally yesterday. I started going through it this morning before, shortly before we started this podcast interview. And I'm just going to do what it says. I'm like, that's how I got started on TikTok, right? I just bought from somebody who knew a little more than me and did what they said and then go through it. Now with Pinterest, we decided to hire a company. We're hiring Simple Pin Media. Oh yeah, Kate's been on the show a couple of times. Yeah. Yes. I love Kate. I followed her for years and years and years and always wanted to work with her. And so I'm like, yay, it's fine. It's like, that's one of my like personal entrepreneur, I've made it wins is like to be able to hire oh, that's great. her company. Yeah. Yeah. That's like just one of those weird little personal things. So yeah, we met with them this week and we're going to be doing their accelerator programs for them. Because again, Pinterest is interesting because I knew early on that nursing students are on Pinterest too, because when I was exclusively blogging many years ago, I started noticing in my Google Analytics that I was getting traffic from Pinterest. And I'm like, I don't even have a Pinterest account. How can that be? And I explore it. And it's because people were finding my blog posts and pinning them to Pinterest. If they're doing that organically without me doing anything to tell them to do that, then I would probably benefit from having a purposeful strategy there. And I'd played with it a little bit at one point, <laughs> but not for a long time. And I didn't really stick with it because Pinterest isn't something I use either personally. But now that we want to branch out and now we're in position to diversify our marketing a little bit more, I think it's going to be a fantastic opportunity for us. Yeah, it's taking what you already have, what's already working, and then just going out, adding a new tentacle over here, adding, you know, just going out into these different platforms and trying to find more people that you can serve. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Nicole, she's at yournursingtutor.com. Check her out over there. Let's wrap this thing up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. So this is coming from a homeschooling mom of six who's been a stay-at-home mom now turned online business entrepreneur is that the first best thing when you're working on your business and marketing your business is consistency. But the second best thing is to be inconsistently consistent. And that's what I was for years. <laughs> and I think about that, right? to be inconsistently consistent. If you're in a season of life where things are busy, I just want to encourage anybody out there if you have your kids, if they're making you pull your hair out, if you're just not sure you have time, don't give up. Like if you have to give up for a season, don't say, oh, well, just throw in the towel. I haven't done it. Just say, okay, I'm ready to go at it again and just pick up wherever you left off and do what you can. It's better to do a little bit over a long period of time than to try to wait for the day when you have all of the time to focus on it. Because that day is probably never going to come. <laughs> It's never going to come. It's never to come. You don't have to do it the way everybody else does it. You don't have to do it the way everybody else says you should do it. You just literally need to find what works for you. What's going to be your next best step forward? And then you just do that. And then you figure out your next best step after that. And you do that. I think in this idea of it doesn't have to shut down completely. It could kind of just go into hibernation for a while. Because we're looking at a business, your nursing tutor, that's a decade old. And yes. it's like there's these sprint periods and then these rest periods and just coincides with seasons of life. I think it was, I saw John Acuff speak at an event years ago and he had some question from the audience or he was recounting the story. Hey, John, I'm doing the thing. I'm getting up at 5 a.m. and I'm working on my thing. And I've got three kids. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. When, when did I say, you know, it's like there's seasons of life here, buddy. You know, you got to uh, yeah. work with what you got. And so I think that's really helpful to hear. I just have a few notes that I want to highlight before we ramp up. The first was, hey, if you want recurring revenue, you got to solve a recurring problem. And even if it is kind of a finite recurring problem, it might still make sense to position it that way. Like you're going to be in nursing school for a couple of years at least. So you're going to have this problem next month, the month after that, like we're here for you. So we can set it up as a recurring payment or membership versus a one-off sale. And then I like all of the different things that you're testing, the pricing, the offer, the call to actions on these videos, and just, we're going to find out what works. These little optimizations, playing puppet master, I call it. I really like that. I think that's kind of the fun stuff as a business owner and like being a little bit of a scientist and at work and trying to play around with different things. I had heard, I don't know if this is true or not, like at any given time, Amazon is testing like a thousand different variables on their website, trying to eke out the next 0.1% conversion rate. 
It's like, hey, we can apply the same thing probably on a smaller scale at our own business and our own life. We're going to test stuff out. And then finally, I want to highlight the idea of what I'll call low risk content channels. You mentioned, hey, maybe it takes me 10, 20 minutes to throw up these videos on TikTok. And, but look at the outsized impact that's had on the business. And if they, if they don't work, nobody sees them. They just get buried by the algorithm. Dickie Bush said the same thing about Twitter. It's a low risk proving ground for ideas and content. Like if I put something out there and nobody likes it within the first few minutes of it going live, like probably wasn't that great of an idea to begin with. Let me rework that one. So I call that a low risk content channel versus a highly produced video for YouTube or that 2,500 word blog post where you're really putting hours and hours of effort into it. So just wanted to highlight those again. So you're nursing tutor.com. Check Nicole out over there. If you're new to the show, that is awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in. You might be wondering what to listen to next. I've got a couple recommendations for you. First up, you're going to love our memberships versus courses side hustle showdown debate episode that we did with Shane Sams. So Nicole mentioned flip lifestyle a couple of times. So Shane Sams and Jacques Hopkins are representing the memberships and the courses side of that. Jacques is the online course guy. That's episode 463. Always have a fun time doing those showdown episodes. Actually got another one coming up for you next week. So be sure to stay tuned for that. My second recommendation is you can actually get a personalized playlist of the Side Hustle Show episodes that are going to be most relevant and impactful for you. All you got to do is go to hustle.show and answer a few short multiple choice questions. And maybe you'll get the online business playlist. Maybe you'll get local services. Maybe you'll get something else. The only way to find out is to go to hustle.show and take that short quiz for yourself. Afterwards, you'll get that custom curated playlist that you can add to your device. You'll learn what works and you can go make some more money. Once again, hustle.show for that. Big thanks to Nicole for sharing her insight. That is it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show. Hustle on. 